Welcome to episode 38 of the Scent Geeks podcast. Now, if you listened to last week's episode where Chris did an excellent impression of Steve, you're probably wondering, who is that speaking now? I don't know if it's Steve. I don't know if it's Chris. Well, I'm going to put you out of your misery because I'm now going to introduce my partner in crime, which is Chris from the channel Fragmental. Chris, how are you, my friend? Hello, geeks. Oh, Hello, Steve. Yeah, how are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm. You know, I'm not claiming it was a good impression of you, but yeah, it was my attempt at you. And guys, it was so funny because uh, I thought during the podcast, Steve was like, "What are you do? What? What? What?" But I thought he knew I was doing an impression of him. And it wasn't until we'd finished the episode and we stopped recording, Steve then said to me, "What was that voice you were doing at the beginning of the episode?" I went, "What? You didn't realise it was you?" I was really offended. Well, the funny thing was there was there was a brief moment. Well, I thought, hold on, is he doing me? And All I thought, right. nah, it can't be, that's shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is exactly how you sound, mate. But Mandy didn't think well, so. She didn't agree, did she? No, or was she, just she didn't up, agree. Was she just sticking up for hobby? Come on, Mandy, well, I know you're listening have. again. You know you know it was you know it was Steve. Uh, I mean, it, it was okay. It, I, what I will say is your impression of me would be better than the impression that I would do of you. So take that. Take that and run with it, because that's yep. as good as you're going to get for a compliment. That's fine. That I'll, I'll, I'll take that, mate. That's uh, that's acceptable to me. <laughs> anyway, how's things? What have you been up to? Well, um, yep, good you've, week. You've, filming. you've had a visitor this week, haven't you? Oh, I have a visitor, yes. Um, so George, the Fragrance Apprentice, uh, came over to visit. We'd been talking about a couple of projects that we wanted to, to get shot and uh, a few things to discuss and talk about outside of Fragcom as well. So yeah, George came over and uh, there's been a lot of bourbon supped and a lot of uh, fire content created. So it's been um, it's been a boozy but very fun and productive weekend. Yeah. Um, cool. And how's your week been, mate? Uh, yeah, okay. I'm a bit sad because this has been my last week off. I'm back at work tomorrow, which uh. actually makes me so so sad um yeah so it's been basically three weeks off including sort of the the birth date etc um so yeah i'm back at work tomorrow which sucks so i'm trying not to think about it are you going um, anywhere or are you working from home working from home yeah we we are allowed to visit customers again now but there has to be a good reason and we have to fill in like risk assessment forms etc so basically it's not worth the grief and nobody wants you to do it unless there's a bloody good reason for it so yeah pretty much working from home so it's not too bad so i'll just be in the office so i can come on there's people sat at home on a sunday night going oh no it's work tomorrow i've got my hour commute across london i really don't want and you're like yeah i've just got to get up and not go anywhere tomorrow for work well, this it's is the, not that the, bad, mate, is it? Come it's on. hard to complain because my brother <laughs> and his wife came over today and we had like a barbecue and she is a nurse and she came over. They kind of got here late morning. They left in the afternoon and she's going home and then she's doing a night shift. So she's mm. kind of spent the day with us and then she's doing a full oh, shift God. at work as a nurse. So I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I can't, exactly. I can't really enjoy my day if I know I'm working at the end of the day or th- or into the night. I just I just couldn't um, relax enough to enjoy it. That's just me. It is hard craft, isn't it? It is horrible. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, listen, right. Steve, but before we go on, um, I would like to compliment you on your on your very photogenic kitchen. 
Oh, there you go. That's quite new, that kitchen. That was um, I could I tell. Think... It was like out of a brochure or something. <laughs> that it's kitchen, very beautiful is, kitchen is very new. It is um, fitted in January. So I have filmed in my kitchen before. So you may, if any proper sort of nerds out there may vaguely recall. But yeah, so it is a pretty much a, a new kitchen. So yeah. Well, if anyone was... hasn't seen Steve's uh, latest uh, autumn list video, he starts in his back garden against a tree. It's all very autumnal. And then someone starts with some kind of industrial machinery, probably trying to listen to the Saint Geeks podcast at the same time as operating the machinery, <laughs> uh, I, I would imagine. Um, you had a little go, didn't you? And then you just abandoned it and you thought, I've got to move inside because it's too loud. And you popped up in your beautifully sterile, white, photogenic kitchen. And mate, I kid you not, it was a great backdrop. I loved it. But you know what? I, I Where you do it normally is fine, but I love it when people have got texture in the background and you mm. certainly have that in your in your kitchen uh, you've got a nice green plant on the shelf and the lighting did you have did you put artificial lighting or was that natural light because you were lit like splendidly mate it was crispy thank you i did actually get my studio lights in there um but there was the window was open so i had a bit of natural lights but i didn't have to do any tweaking of any colors or lighting or anything on like the edit it was i I'd normally do a bit just to kind of make it look yeah. a bit warmer or whatever i went to do that and i was like actually i don't need to it looks nice it was absolutely so, beautiful mate and I'm, I'm not joking uh, could you please film in your kitchen more often well i might try to because you get a better obviously sort of bokeh effect because yeah. you get a bit more depth in there and like you say there's a lot more going on in the background so it kind of adds a nice little kind of um sort of more texture more more right, visual yeah. interest so Absolutely. yeah now yeah. it came out really well the funny thing was i started filming in the garden i was using my wide angle lens and i i should have used my 35 mil lens but i was being lazy in the garden because i would have got again a bit bit more depth kind of perception in the garden it probably would have looked better but i was being lazy and i couldn't be asked so i yeah. just used my wide angle and it didn't actually look that good in the garden and then when i switched to the kitchen and i looked at it after i was like it actually looks better in the kitchen than it did in the garden, to be fair. So I kind of saved that video. To Look great. Yeah. I mean, next time you do it, if you could just get a, a few clothes whirring away in the washing machine in the background, that would be even better. Well, yeah. I'm surprised. It was a little bit echoey, so I needed to just kind of make sure the mic's in a better position. But Sounded yeah, good. That, it was right. Yes, I thought the sound was great as well. Yeah. Smashed it, mate. Anyway, shall we do some podmin? But thank you mm. for that. I do appreciate your compliments on that one. Ah, no problem. I was, I was impressed. Thank you. Um, right. Just to... Chris and I are desperately trying to keep this podcast for less than 40 minutes which is not going to happen i mean 30 minutes is the dream but 40 minutes is is more we, realistic we so, didn't even account for kitchen porn tonight either did we so. no we didn't so uh we've had a few kofis this week i say every week but do please support us financially if you are happy to uh through our kofi account that's ko-fi.com forward slash the saint geeks all one word you can donate as little as three pound or whatever that is in your local currency and we've had a few donations this week so thank you everybody um so these names i always struggle to pronounce these names so i apologize profusely if i kind of butcher this so it's uh adan it's a-o-d-h-a-n adan i don't know i'm sorry if i've got your name wrong i do i do apologize anyway they said hey guys i have a suggestion for a scenario okay i'm not going to read that out i'm going to save that 
for a potentially another episode in the future so i'm going to save that i'm not read that out now but thank you for that and just to kind of tease anybody listening it's it's one from history it involves a historical figure of royalty (laughs) and it's a bit complicated so chris and i might need to kind of think about that one but anyway he's he's donated or she possibly i think it's a he so thank you for that uh matt has also donated he said found chris on youtube and from his videos found steve love watching you both but now a good few months later i have over 40 fragrances today's scent is toy boy which i love the smell of the dark floral and rose what similar fragrances should i try next do you think thank you um i've not actually smelt toy boy yet i need to because it's getting a lot of hype at the minute i know you have haven't you chris so yeah i i really enjoyed it i I think it's a great scent it surprised me i it was not what i was expecting i heard a lot of people talking about this road so i was thinking it was going to be a very you know either we call it what jammy rose or or feminine type rose but it's neither of them to me it was like a a green more like a green um kind of not fully formed rose if you know what i mean so it's got this it's got this sharpness this green sharpness that definitely is not a feminine rose at all it's but it's a very interesting creative fragrance that is very enjoyable yeah i'm looking forward to wearing more of that have you got anything that um you would recommend that's similar to it or similar style maybe well you know what it's so difficult because it is for for a designer fragrance hats off to moschino because it's a very unique scent so i don't think i could recommend anything that is quite so similar but very good masculine fragrance that is one of my favorites from creed that also has rose in there it's a beautiful scent it's creed viking sorry to not be a little more adventurous with that but um it's just one that came to mind that also contains rose uh but without the rose being um very noticeable or very feminine so yeah if you've not tried viking get onto it it's a, it's a beauty another rose one is uh, um aaron terence shoes is it onyx that's rose rose and yes onyx? yeah that is oud and rose so that's along yeah. the lines of tom ford's noir de noir so it's that it's that chocolatey rose, so it's like a Turkish delight type of smell. That's that's what I always think of when when I smell those uh, chocolatey oud and rose fragrances. But it's, Onyx is amazing, yeah. I know you really enjoyed it. I, I it's one of those fragrances I could really appreciate. Like as a sort of fraghead, I could recommend people try it because I found it very interesting. But I, I just don't know if I would enjoy wearing it. It was one of those sort of ones, you know. When you smell it, and you go, "Oh wow, that's that's really cool. It's a really cool creation." But I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't see myself wearing it for sort of, for whatever reason. Yeah, if it's cool. not your style. It's not your style, you know. I have heard that uh, Toy Boy is very unique, though. I've heard a lot of people say that that they've that it's kind of caught them off guard. They wasn't expecting it, or for again for a designer that it's very unique. And yeah, yeah, I, um, I couldn't assimilate. I couldn't work it out because usually when you put a fragrance on, you think, oh yeah, that's got a bit of that in it. It's got a bit of that fragrance. It reminds me of this one. It's that genre. This is just doing something completely you know based on what i know and what i've smelled which obviously isn't isn't everything um but it didn't remind me of of any other fragrance that i know of so yeah that's it kind of wrong footed me a little bit and, and but then that's exciting because you go oh okay here we go let's uh you know let's explore this further so i think it's one of those that it's such a new dna to me that it's going to take a little bit of time to to fully um i do enjoy it already but i think to fully um appreciate everything that has gone into the creation of that fragrance but yeah it's good very good okay cool right we've uh, moving on we've had a uh, kofi from wayne he said uh, love the show fellas uk listener currently living in brisbane so that's awesome oh, it's good always day. an en- 
yeah, exactly. It's always an enjoyable listen on my beachside walks. Keep up the superb work on the pod and YouTube channels. Two very underrated scent suggestions for you to try. Prada Lom Absolute and Bond Number no. 9 Scent of Peace for him. Okay, so that's now, the that's the Aventasy, um uh, Bond Number no. 9, isn't it? Scent of yeah, Peace. Apparently, yeah. Now, mm. I've interestingly... I've heard more about Perfume Parlour's take on that. I have from uh, uh, from from Talk and Review Boys. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I was yeah, going to yeah. say Mick from Talk and Review is a big fan. It's his favourite Perfume Parlour. He's got loads yeah. of compliments on it. He loves it. Um, yeah, I can't. It's like again, it's a play on the word "scent of pieces," and it? it's like "scent of." I think they've spelled it differently or whatever. I can't remember yeah. what it is, but yeah. So I've heard a lot on that rather than the original. Um, but Prada Lom Absolute, actually, I've not. I'm not familiar with Actually, that. I'm not familiar with it. I know, obviously, a lot of the Prada Loms, Prada Lom Low, which I still want to try and get. Um, and there's, what's there's Is it an Intense? The There is the Lom Intense, isn't there? Prada I'd Lom love intense. to get Prada Lom Intense. I remember smelling it in store, really liking it. And I do have Prada Lom and Prada Lom Low. Uh, so I think Intense would, would definitely be the next one I'd, I'd get. Yeah, it's lovely. But Absolute, I'm unfamiliar with, so I don't know how that's differs what that flank how that flank differs to the original so i'll be intrigued heard of to find it, out to be honest into that. have you heard of it i've not no. heard of absolute no i don't i don't think i have but mm. I'll, I'll look it up certainly and finally we've had one uh, a kofi from scott he said a word to your mother after two weeks of listening i'm up to date four hours straight on my last friday commute so keep it up nice. i actually commented when i kind of thanked him through kofi i said wow you deserve a medal for putting up with us for four hours so mm-hmm. yeah thank you for that and thank you for everybody else that has donated as well we do really appreciate it yeah great thanks guys i've got a little review you um awesome as well so let me uh let me just pull up my screen grab of that so thank you um to t steiny via apple podcasts in the usa for leaving us a lovely five-star review uh if anyone else feels like helping us out and helping the stats of the pod out then you can um pop over to apple podcasts i know not everyone uses that platform but if you can get there and leave us a review it really helps we're currently 4.9 stars uh, from 94 ratings so I'm pretty 94 happy that's amazing yeah. I didn't realize yeah, it's amazing isn't it wow. um, so this this one is titled always a fun listen and then uh, he says glad I came across this show after being a fan of fragmental you guys are a great listen and wish you lots of success look forward to you guys adding fun scenarios lists and maybe soon interviews in the future best Todd thank you very much Todd Steiny oh that's awesome I love those kind of yeah, genuine complimentary yeah. reviews. They're just lovely. Thank well, it's you. just it really lovely to get it. the appreciation, isn't it? It's yeah, you know, we're not we're yeah. not trying to big up our egos or anything like that. But it's just we, if people appreciate the show and they take the time to let us know, we like to just give them a shout out because it's always fun hearing your name on on a podcast. I like it when it happens to me. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, um, while we're just talking, and it's just come to mind. There was a bit of radio silence, but the winner of Jaguar Pace made themselves known recently because I announced it and I hadn't heard from them. But they've kind of got in touch. I've not sent them yet, um, but I'm going to send off the ball. So hopefully, they said they'll give us some feedback. So that we'll report back maybe next week if I can get it to them in time. What they think to Jaguar Pace. So just to keep you up to date on that exciting storyline that we've got going on running through the, the backbone of that's, that's uh, the, the only reason people there. are tuning in mate to find to find exactly. out how this storyline ends exactly. it's just who needs netflix exactly so um <laughs> what have you been wearing mate have you got anything exciting to tell me yeah so i've been wearing i don't own this one but uh, it's george's and we shot a video about it for george's channel today uh it's um sm cafe from strangers uh 
parfums and it's a great it's a brilliant coffee scent it's not it's not just coffee it's resins and woods and tobacco so it's a it's right up my street um, I was gonna say, that's exactly what i was about to yeah, say it sounds yeah. right up your street those are the exact words i was about to say yeah and it's a beaut so george and i were sat in a cafe today on a sunday drinking a coffee uh, it's a beautiful autumn day and it just could not have been a more perfect scent to wear so that's uh, check that out guys if you haven't checked that one out and i've also been wearing romantic for him from the new encounter scent so masam who's behind doer uh, he's he's released this line uh, and this you'd like this mate I think I've mentioned it to you it's like a um, a hybrid but I don't, not officially but it reminds me of Le Nuit de l'Homme uh, Baccarat Rouge and uh, and then a healthy dose of orange in there as well and it, it just comes oh, together really nicely that's uh, two fragrances that I like and I love a kind of orange mandarin note so that sounds, that sounds know, right up my street that's so, why yeah, I thought you'd really like it yeah, and, it, and it's very um, easy to wear and mass appealing uh, so yeah I think uh, I think you'd, you'd like it and you know what I've been doing a couple of, I've been getting into a little habit of walking past my bottle of Parfums de Miley's Leighton on my shelf and going, you know what, I really fancy just spraying that on while I sit down and chill out and watch watch TV. Uh, I just love it. It's just, I love wearing it out, but I just find it very calming and pleasant. It just really hits the spot. So I enjoy just sitting on the sofa, smell, stinking of Leighton and uh, wallowing in my own amazing smell. Um, so I've been doing that. And then I've been exploring some sandalwood colognes this week, which uh, I've also shot a video about, which hopefully will be out sometime next week. I wanted to um, target and uh, familiarise myself with some of the um, the, the gentlemen's Gentleman, not barbershop, but kind of gentleman's tailor shop type of sandalwood colognes. Um, it's a genre I've not really explored. So purchased a few, made a video. I'm looking forward to, to getting that, that one out there. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been wearing. How about you? Cool. Um, so I've there's only kind of two fragrances of, of particular note. Other than that, I think there's all sort of fragrances that I've mentioned before on the pod, so I won't kind of go into that. Um, one that I've been wearing today... It's interesting. Uh, Russ, if he's listening, will probably kind of have a little dig or make him smile because I've been wearing Alexandria Fragrances, their Ombre Noir 2.0. And it's their... Well, I've also got Ombre Noir so and Ombre Noir 2. It's their take or their inspiration of a vintage Le Nuit de Lomme. So I obviously got my vintage batch earlier this year, my 2009 batch. So I'm going to do a video. I'm going to do some testing, get them side by side. But I've been wearing... Interestingly, I've just started dipping my toe into it a little bit today. So I've been wearing Ombre Noir 2 as well as my vintage batch on one arm and that on the other just to get some early first impressions to see. Oh, I'm looking and forward to that video, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of making it. My early impressions are Noir smells good, but there is some differences. So I'll discuss those in right. the video uh, coming up. So okay. but yeah, I've been enjoying that. And also I've been wearing or trying early impressions. I've even filmed a sort of, first impressions video of it and i'm going to do a full review and kind of piece it all together into one video uh mr smelly's gravitas pour on so norton and ah. wilson i got a bottle of uh gravitas it seems everybody's got a bottle recently i know Q, uh, cuba no has recently dropped his video and i've seen it all over instagram loads of guys have got it barry at centralized talk and review have got it and I actually said to Matt, I was like, bloody hell, I felt a bit special for a brief moment. And I saw everybody's kind of got some. And he said, yeah, well, they've, they've just kind of kick-started their marketing. So they've been sending yeah. out some bottles for reviewing things. Everyone's obviously getting a bit scared of the smelly mafia. So they're, they're making some content and, you know, they're um, putting their honest opinions out there. So, well, there you go. It's getting good exposure. It's I, I, I've... 
am not done a, a video yet on it. I do intend to, and it will probably be included in uh, a couple of upcoming list videos. But I do really, as you, it, I did a first impressions uh, way back before it was released, and uh, I, I love it. I think it's a great fragrance. Fantastic. Yeah, I've been doing some kind of testing, and I've also been getting family opinions as well. So I had my brother and his missus here today, and my wife. Because as you know, and Matt knew this as well, I don't know if Dan knows, I don't know how much Dan, Mr. Smelly, watches my channel, but I'm not into barbershop, fougere, old school style fragrances, or I guess gentlemanly, you might call them. Yeah. Um, I'm a basic bitch, as we well know on this podcast. So it's not... I was very much not expecting to be blown away by it because it's not really my style. But the opening I thought was quite nice. The mid, it starts getting a little bit more old school. But then as it dries down into the base, that's when it gets a little bit more modern where the vanilla and the woods come through. So it's, and the base really smells like something. So I'm going to talk about that in my review or whatever if I do kind of get onto it. So yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Again, not sure if it's my style of fragrance, if I would buy it per se, but if yeah. you like that style, I could wholeheartedly recommend it. I yeah, if you like that style, it's solid, yeah. solid fragrance. Yeah, it's so, as good as it gets if you like that style, I think. It's, it's, it's perfectly executed given what I think the brief would have been from Dan to the perfumer. So yeah, it's, it's a good one. Yeah. Not surprisingly, my wife wasn't a fan. She said it smells like an old man. Um, and then I got my sister-in-law to smell it. She's about 41. And she kind of said, eh, it's okay. It smells. She sort of said a similar sort of thing. She yeah, said, oh, it's, it it's lavender. Like a, yeah, it's lavender, like a dad. And then mm. my brother, who's a bit older, he's like 51-ish or something, 52. He actually thought he was right. So it's kind of started going into go. his age group, yeah. uh, interestingly. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm, interesting. So go. Good. So Looking forward one. to the video. Um, shall I mention um, a really lovely um, post and question that someone popped in our Facebook group? Yeah, sure. Go yeah. Um, so uh, we, if you don't know, uh, join our Facebook group. Uh, it's a very difficult question for you to answer to get in, which unbelievably some people get wrong uh, or don't choose to answer. Um, but yeah, come and join us. We've got a nice little community going on. We don't want it to grow massive and we want it to keep always keep it relevant to the podcast. So don't start trying to sell anything in there. But yeah, come and join us and give us a little post like Nick Greer has done. He posted this um, a couple of weeks ago, actually. And Nick says... Uh, hi, Chris and Steve. Just wondering if you could do a slot on the pod about fragrance purchasing addiction and your experiences with the crazy world of blind buys. We all know not to do it, but we still go and do it. Had a couple of great blind buys lately. Then I pushed my luck, got a bit cocky, and the last two have been stinkers for my taste. Cheers and keep up the great work. So obviously we could we could do a whole podcast special on this subject. So I think we should yeah, probably just easy. briefly, briefly touch on it and maybe people can... Um, you know, maybe respond to Nick's original comment in the Facebook group and get get a bit of a conversation going there. Um, do you do much blind buying, Steve? I do. I've tried to tone it down. I used to do a lot in the early days, probably because I didn't have many and I kind of wanted. But there's a the whole challenge as well. There's a lot of fragrances that just aren't available to smell in the shop. Yeah. So you either have to blind buy or you have to kind of go to the effort of trying to get a sample from somewhere and sometimes they're not always easy. And then when you look at how much that sample costs kind of per mil, you start thinking, bloody hell, that's quite expensive. I might as well kind of just buy, a, if it's a cheaper, you think I might as well just take a punt on a bottle. So mm. so I certainly have. I've done plenty of blind buying in my time. And to be fair, I've had some absolute gems. Mercedes-Benz Cologne was a blind buy. Uh, Bulgari's Man Black uh, Cologne was a blind buy. Again, two of the fragrances that I've featured in my top 10 fragrances for life. So I've had some absolute 
peaches but yeah i've had some i've had some stinkers as well and some ones that have have not worked out for me yeah i uh, the whole buying addiction is a it's a really interesting one a lot of people have done videos and i think like you say we could easily do a whole feature on this and and kind of go into some depth and some psychology on it if we really wanted to but I, the blind buying thing i enjoy the gamble i do enjoy that risk that punt and then you yeah, there's an excitement is, exciting, is it going to be a yeah. win or a fail so i enjoy that but then i've discussed this before what i try and do as well is i i reassess so every now and again when i've been doing a lot of buying i kind of just take stock and i think right i'm going to sell some fragrances just so my my the collection doesn't get too big and also it helps me kind of it feels cathartic it feels kind of like yeah, one I'm doing in, one the right thing and yeah. It, yeah I've kind of I've balanced it out I've spent a lot of money let me just recoup some funds so I don't have as much guilt it's not so much that I can't afford it I just feel like sometimes when I look at it I think I'm taking the piss here I've got you know a wife and kids why am I spending why do I need all these bottles this is mm. silly so it just makes me feel mentally like psychologically I feel better having a bit of a cull and selling some bottles and recouping some funds it just it makes me feel better more than it's more that's more important to me than the actual money if that makes sense rather than yeah. getting the money back it's it's the, the how i feel and i feel better about it rather yeah. than the money but what about you i mean you you're fortunate enough based on your sort of successful channel that you obviously get quite a lot of stuff sent to you for review and mm. things which helps so i guess you don't have to do as much to scratch that itch do you so no i i, I don't but i but i still do it um i i have to say i mainly do it if it's something that i want to make content on because, like you say, I, I I'm in a very fortunate position, and um, which is, I don't mind. I've I've put a lot of work and effort in, into the channel, so um, it is a nice position to be in. But I wouldn't be in this position if I hadn't grafted for it. And um, so sometimes, and I've mentioned this to you before. Uh, you, you know, you call me, you know, B Billy Big Bollocks or whatever. And um, when I'm buying a bottle, and you're talking about buying a sample because we want to do like a joint review on it or something. And uh, but. You know, if I if I buy a bottle and it's not too expensive, I could I can make a video and uh, the the ad revenue kind of pays pays for that bottle. So if you if you like, it's it's a guilt free bottle. I've not had to, I have blind bought it, but I can recoup the expense if if you if you see what I mean. So mm. that that is my way of balancing it out in my mind uh, a little bit. And I was at a stage um, until quite recently actually where I was thinking, oh, if I don't like it, I'll sell it. But now it's got to, my collection's got to like ridiculous proportions. I mean, mate, it's grotesque. It's that, you know, I've got frags everywhere. And do, you, do you want to put a number on it? I mean, it's probably pushing up to a thousand now, I'd say. Oh, my days. And, oh my days. you know, it's got to the point where it's like, oh, do I really want to go to the effort of putting this on eBay and selling it um, when the collection is just growing and growing anyway so in terms of the space thing and not letting a collection grow too big i've kind of just been forced to to go beyond that and i i don't i'm not saying i'll ne never sell a fragrance again i probably i'll at some point maybe if i quit the channel maybe if i just decide to wind down and thin down the collection a little bit um, maybe i'll, I'll start sell, selling a few then um and, you know, maybe buy a second house uh, with with the money I make. Um, but yeah. uh, <laughs> um, sell a couple of no, Rogers and you'll yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sell sell the Agalev and uh, yeah, get get a buy buy a new house. Um, nah, you know it's um, 
but I still so I blind buy for the channel. Uh, but I do I do still do the odd blind buy for like, for example, I've just blind bought the new Nasamato, which is coming tomorrow. And I'm really looking forward to trying it. And I kind of will make a video and may make a bit of money, but I don't think I'll make money off the video to to recoup fully what I what I spend on it. I don't it might do. I, I don't know. Um, so. Yeah, I uh, I do I do like taking that risk, and if I don't like it, and I really don't want to keep it, then you can move them on, you can flip them, you can swap them, anyway. And and in and it isn't it it is, does get addictive having bottles and having a collect. Like I bought two new shelves, and I, I I took great delight in putting all these fragrances that have been amassing on the floor of my room onto the shelves and lining them up and grouping them a little bit because I've I've not really done that since I started um, growing growing the collection. Um, so it, it does get like it, any addiction. It's that dopamine, isn't it? Is yes. That, like yeah. I say, when you blind buy and you've got the fragrance, or even if you've not blind buy bought it, you know what it smells like. But you're excited. You're unwrapping it. Yep. Oh, that's yep. a new fragrance, and it's the exciting. sound of the cellophane and that box and it, opening it, for it the first that. time, and the thing. first couple of sprays on the atomizer where the juice doesn't come out because it's a new bottle. I mean, it's all part of the experience. It's all uh, that, that's that's all part of. And if it were just about the scent, if it were just about the smell, then we'd be happy buying samples and decants. But a lot of the time, people are buying we want to buy the bottle because we want that feeling of holding that we want that prestige of holding a creed bottle in our hand or whatever it might be we want to have it there we want to own it uh, especially yeah. if we're talking about it on video it i i like to have the bottle there that not everyone does and you don't have to but i, I like to have the bottle because it's it's about me talking about my collection of fragrances and uh, i, I want to show people that it's it's something that i i own and have in my collection so i it's different for me and you uh than, than a lot of people i think it's different for for youtubers content creators instagrammers what whatever um i would like to think that if i wasn't making the content around fragrances if i didn't have a youtube channel then bef so before i did started all that i wouldn't have blind bought a fragrance i i used to go into stores and smell them before i bought them um but you know, there you go. Yeah. That was before I discovered YouTube, and I guess now that I know YouTube exists and I trust certain people's opinions, then uh, you know, like if Big Beard Business says this fragrance is an amazing tobacco, um, you know, chocolatey fragrance or whatever, something that resonates with me, I, I might blind buy it, you know, because um, mm. I you you grow to appreciate that your tastes may align with with other youtubers and so i do you know maybe there is some some influence i mean you know i'm sure there is other creators have influenced me um so yeah but i can't really speak as someone who doesn't have the channel before the channel yeah i didn't blind buy now i'm in the industry in the game i do blind buy so that's again we've discussed this before the difference between our channels obviously we're at very different stages and your channel is is essentially your job it's your you know main one of your main income mm. uh, routes as it were and mine is my channel is basically just an outlet for my creativity it's, it's my hobby which i put out there so i'll be well chuffed if i can get some money back and i because i'm at a loss with my youtube channel right, without yeah. a doubt so i'm just yeah. trying to minimize my losses really so and i do just want to clarify that it's not just a cutthroat black and white business for me it's oh, no, i've, it's, I've it's turned a passion. a passion and a hobby into something that, that you can monetize a little bit and um you know it's not it's not making me yeah, a, a great amount of money but it's it's making me enough to be um 
to, to be paying for the channel and to, to be um, to be earning a little bit off it. But yes, you, you've got to put a lot, a lot of hours and hours into YouTube to really make something um, be a well-paid full-time job. Oh, without doubt. But before we, again, I'm conscious of time and I don't want to go off on another mm. tangent there. But interestingly, when we were talking about AdSense there, I had um, what YouTube has started doing now, and you're probably more aware than this than anybody, but they've started defaulting because you used to opt to put adverts in the middle of your videos and then you could select where and i often never used to turn that on i just used to have an advert at the start of the video because i sometimes find adverts annoying so i sort of think people are the same so i Mm. I often just didn't have adverts in the middle of my videos unless they were sort of quite long Um, and then i just put one right in the middle but youtube started defaulting putting them in the middle now and it splits them up Mm. so i didn't realize this but i actually released a video the other week and it was only 10 11 minutes long but youtube had put three adverts in the middle of it and I didn't even realise this. Someone commented and they were like, whoa, you've got to go easy on the adverts. I like your channel and stuff, but this is if you want to grow your channel, which you obviously want to, mm-hmm. people are not going to want to watch all these adverts and it's really off-putting. They're not going to want to subscribe or even watch your videos. And I was like, whoa, whoa. To start with, I didn't even realise it happening. I kind of commented and go, whoa, I don't put adverts in the middle. And then when I went to look, I was like, oh, Christ, there's actually adverts there. Yeah. But it actually made, it's an interesting point, this. I'm just going to make this clear that there's a lot of YouTubers out there like myself. This is just a kind of a hobby and I'm not in it to make money. I'm, I'm doing it because it's something I enjoy and it's my pa- something that I find really interesting and I enjoy the creativity side of YouTube so I put the two together. So I'm happy if I try and minimise my losses because I'm easily at a loss. But I, yeah. off the back of that, I looked and I've made out of AdSense revenue in the two years that I've been doing it less than £300. So it doesn't even pay for a camera lens or let alone my camera. So yeah. so all I'm saying is for people kind of when you are moaning about adverts and going, oh, bloody advert, just bear in mind that some people, it's the, it's the only way they can get a bit back for, for sharing their hobby with you. Um, mm-hmm. So don't moan too much about adverts. Yeah, I know they're a bit of a pain. but It's otherwise free content, more, isn't it? So, exactly. You know, it's, so it's, it's nice it, for it people to of, get... If you've got to if you've got to sit through one five second advert that you can skip, then it's you know I sit through them for on on other people's videos and people sit through them on my videos and you know for, fortunately there's the odd comment of yeah too many adverts but you just got to be well all right if I take away the adverts then it's not really worth me doing my channel um, or you know not not making as many videos as I do because I'd have to get another job um, so mm. I won't have time to do more videos. This is the thing. For me, again, this is where it's slightly different. But for me, it's just more minimising my losses. I'd be, I mean, if I could run my channel, if I broke even, I'd be well chuffed, let alone yeah. profit. But yeah, I'm at a loss, but I'm just trying to minimise it. So it's just an interesting point I wanted to put out there. I don't think people, I think people think that you've got a few thousand um, subscribers like I have, you know, fairly small. And I don't know if they think that you're making quite a lot in AdSense, but mm. it's really not. It's no. really not that much. Again, obviously, it's about based on your subscribers, how many videos you put out and how many views they're getting. Yeah. So if you're a larger channel like you, Chris, where you've got a lot of subscribers, you're doing a lot of videos a week, so you, and each of those are getting a lot of views, then see there's more AdSense in there. But if you're small like me and you're only doing one or two videos a week, you're not getting that many views, you're not making much money. So I just wanted to put that out there, really. Um, yeah, and, and also just off the back of that, I won't, I won't, um, I won't keep you long on this subject, Steve, but I, I, could, um, I could get more views on my videos. I know that if I did every video as a top 10 list or some kind of top list that I would get... <laughs> Chaos fragrances. Yeah. <laughs> I would get more views, but I would lose interest in creating the content if that's all my channel was. So I want to try and balance the, the, the channel content to be um, uh, videos that are fun for me to make, like the vlog videos that I do, where I'm a little bit more cinematic and artistic. So I try to balance those videos with the videos that get more views and get more AdSense. So I could make more money off the channel. I could put more adverts. I could make more... Uh, 
list videos, but I, I choose not to because I will enjoy doing it less. So I just try and get that, that balance right. It is, it is that balance and that's the thing. And I'm the same, I want to enjoy it. And there's a lot of people that start, again, that's often linked. There's a lot of YouTubers that are buying a lot, talking of going back to the original topic of, of that we were discussing. There's a lot of YouTubers that are buying a lot and they're blind buying. And, and I think their, their driver is mainly for content or to put it on the channel. Well, I try to not go down that route because it's a slippery slope there, especially if you are a small channel. So I still try and keep it that as a UK frag guy, Carl always says, the fragrances is the hobby and the YouTube is is kind of that as well. So for me, they're both my hobby. I really enjoy YouTube and the creativity and I really enjoy fragrances, so I put them together mm. and that's something that I, is a nice, it's something that I can enjoy. Yeah, and I admire again, your approach to it, Steve. I, th I think it's great. I think it's refreshing to, to just see you um, really keeping it in check and not letting it get yeah, out I of control. Think. Yeah. Anyway, shall we move on to yeah. the Centenario? Yes. We're, we're almost, we, we, we almost were going to do that 40 minutes. Right, so this, this week's Centenario is a little bit different because it is a user, a listener, uh, has submitted this for our, our pensive minds. But I want to share this. It's a nice little story. And then also, also they shared it within the Facebook group. And a lot of our listeners and members of the Facebook group have also kind of chipped in with their suggestions. So I'm going to kind of share some of those and shout out a few of our members within the Facebook group. So I thought this was a nice opportunity to kind of shout out some of our listeners and, and Facebook group members, as well as sharing this quite nice little story as well based off the back of the podcast. So this has come from uh, Kiki. I think uh, she has... Um, donated before through Kofi I think the name has definitely come up but anyway she says hi guys my teenage kids like to tease me about my geeky interest in fragrances and when my 19 year old son caught me binge listening to your podcast he has started to imitate you guys probably better than what you did with me Chris but anyway he is a well, great let's hear imitator it. Let's, let's hear it let's hear, let's hear she, him imitate she actually says he is a great imitator so I would genuinely do send us a message if you can a little soundbite of him imitating us that'd be brilliant I'd love to have that on the podcast Me too. anyway uh, he thinks the scenario is hysterically ridiculous and funny so he makes up scenarios just to tease me which is fair enough i know i'm i'm all for that that's all good fun but now he has started a new job in an office with uh, masses of attracted girls attractive girls his age and this morning he started out so you are a 19-year-old guy working at a new company where there are lots of cute girls and you don't want to come across as a flirtatious or trying too hard, but want the girls to think, boy, he smells nice, etc. And this time he wanted a serious fragrance suggestion. So he wasn't just joking and teasing. So I love the fact that basically he's been taking the piss out of us yeah. and then all of a sudden he's thought, hold on, I could actually do with a bit of advice on this. Yeah, he's been ridiculing the scenario and then suddenly when he needs it, in his time of need, he's actually realised, okay, the scenario can be useful and maybe it isn't so ridiculous so there you go Thank, thanks for realizing that exactly so <laughs> she's then said i'm going to let him try side effect and oud for greatness now oud for greatness is one that you've championed quite a lot on this podcast actually chris um yep. so he's going to try that uh, here at home first so any other ideas from the group so what was nice she didn't actually submit that to me she submitted that to the group she posted in the uh, in the group there and loads of our listeners and group members have responded so i'm just going to shout a few now i'm not going to read every single comment so i do apologize if yours doesn't kind of get uh, called out it's it's nothing personal um, so I'm sorry, Steve. Of, did you mention the name of the post? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, so it's you, Kiki. Oh, yeah, yeah, Kiki. Yeah. So yeah, thanks, she's, Kiki. Um, she's um, posted. I'm quite sure she's donated through Kofi before. Yes. So uh, Stanley Tam has suggested Aventus straight in. I love yep. that 19-year-old whopping out of the Aventus. And then loads of people have said, well, that would work. But obviously, it's a bit pricey and you don't want to start him out on niche. So someone else said um, a good 
alternative to Aventus for someone his age would be Montblanc Explorer, which I thoroughly agree with. Uh, as you know, I've sort of championed that a little bit on the podcast. Absolutely. I really enjoy Explorer, so I think that would be a very good shout. Uh, Stanley Tam has also said um, Ambercombrian and uh, Fitch Fierce again, but that's actually quite pricey that now. Um, right. Kiki said he's already got one million, which is obviously a classic for a, a man of his age. Um, David uh, Hickey has suggested Pineapple Sauvage from Pocket Sense, which I'm yet to try, but I've heard good things. Basically, it is Sauvage hybrid with Aventus, and you've got Pineapple Sauvage, so it's kind of like a pineapple version of Sauvage, and it's meant to be an absolute banger. So it's meant to be Compliment Getter, Panty Dropper, and all those other um, hyperboles that get used within the Fragcon. Yeah. So that one could be a good shout, and it's fairly affordable. Um, Sam has suggested Dylan Blue, which again is quite an affordable kind of office scent. Uh, Leica has said uh, Chanel Alert on Sport O Extreme. They've said they have not met a single woman who has not complimented them after being close, like hugging, etc. And then Jonathan Moe has suggested Lamal O'Fresh and a Superman, for sure. The girls his age will love it. Mm. So I just wanted to kind of put that out there. I thought it was a lovely little community post in our Facebook group, and I love everybody getting involved. So before we kind of wrap up, Chris, have you got any that you would like to chip in and and throw into that one? Yeah, so I'm going somewhere different than than what everybody else has, because... Everyone's thought office, uh, okay, office appropriate. So you've, you've, everyone's gone with kind of lighter scents. There's a lot of love for the Aventus DNA um, in, in there and great. I agree with those. I think they would all work. So I've based mine on what Kiki has said that he already owns or what he likes. So she mentioned that he owns one million. So uh, that's a very sweet, rich fragrance, as is Oud for Greatness and uh, Initio Side Effect. So I'm kind of taking it that he likes those richer scents that you may not typically go, oh yeah, that's a, that's an office scent, but maybe he wants to stand out. Maybe he wants to smell like it's not a typical office scent. So my suggestions would be, I'm going with a, a niche one, um, which I think would, would be the perfect combination of appropriate for office, but also rich enough to suit his his tastes. So I'm going with um, uh, Danger Pour On from Roger Parfums, which has a beautiful uh, assertive uh, confident quality um, due to cumin and leather and there's just a little hint of animalic in there but it's not it's not too much it's not off-putting or divisive at all and then you've got some vanilla and tonka so it's kind of like this assertive masculine fragrance but it's sweetened with the vanilla and the, and the tonka so it's got a lovely kind of powdery soapiness mixed mixed in with it so I think that might scratch his itch and I think that would also um, be uh, I think the cute girls might enjoy that uh, and then he, I mean, he's sorry, 19 years old, working in an office, I don't know if he's an apprentice or whatever, and you've whopped out a £225 niche fragrance for him to buy. Well, look, um, you know, Kiki was going with uh, Side Effect and Oud for Greatness, which aren't exactly cheap well, fragrances. Well, so. she said she already owns those. Right. That's what it was, so she was going to let him use them. Um, yeah. Were you going for the Parfum or the Cologne for Danger, by the way? I'd go with the Parfum Cologne for the office. Okay, so Parfum is £375, so I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and what's and then, your other one? Yeah, so the designer is... I'm sticking with the with the sweetness, and I'm going with... You'll, you'll definitely approve of this, Steve. Um, Tom Ford Noir Extreme. Oh, 
Love that fragrance. Love I think it's fragrance. sweet fragrance. If he enjoys the sweet fragrances, that will certainly please him. And I think that um, the cute girls in the office would also really love the, the sweetness and the richness uh, of that fragrance. So I think that that could work as well. So there you go. I, I think all in all, there's a nice mix of the richer, sweeter fragrances and then the lighter, brighter more typical office fragrances so i think he's got he's got some great suggestions there yes the only other two that i was going to throw in for designer is another very safe one would be coach for men the original edt it's okay. very kind of fresh sure um very work appropriate and compliment getting i love the pair note in the opening was really nice and another one which uh, again ross is probably going to laugh at me but the current formulation of lunoid de l'homme is very work safe it's not that strong or rich it's quite powdery mm. it works well in office yet it's still very attractive as well we know the Nuit de l'homme dna never fails so yeah but the the current version is is diluted down enough it's not quite, you won't look too try hard which is one of the things that you didn't want to kind of um come across as yeah so yeah the current formulation is is quite weak so you won't look too try hard with that i think it'll come across as a very attractive powdery kind of work scent so yeah i think you're we've got a good few options there Gills is a Gills is a few impressions there. After after all that great advice, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And what <laughs> what we could do is once he decides, once he finds one, then he gets some compliments. He can come back and do an impression and tell us which one actually he went for, which one scored him a date with uh, a woman in his office. And Absolutely, some some real life scenario feedback. Which right, we love. Chris. Let's wrap this up before yes. we hit the fifty-minute mark. Yes. So I think we can keep um, this under forty-five, Steve. We can do it. Right. Let's let's go. Let's go. Uh, do you want to say your goodbyes? Um, bye, geeks. Have a good week. And I'll do the same, so we can crack this down. Thank you, everybody. Keep the submissions coming. Thank you for all the support. Uh, love you and leave you. See you next week. Take care. Bye. bye. <laughs> Yeah.